<laughs> you filthy animals. <laughs> How's my buddies over at the R2 Sonic Campfire doing today? Never know. Keep them warm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You guys should come. You're my good luck charms, man. I always catch fish with you guys. Is, is there room on the bus? Because I look at you guys, and the, the eight or nine of you guys impressed me a lot. You know, because I first Stop ran. It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. No, go on. You guys. Yeah. Um, I don't do advertising. You're not going to see me on billboards or in newspapers, classifieds, none Podcasts. of that. Well, yeah, there's that because, you know, you guys are awesome. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's comforting to know in case I say something stupid. No, no yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're hearing it. Real that's kind of our thing, so yeah. don't step on our turf. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man, I hope I, I hope I don't. What we're saying is actually new, so uh, that's why we're fumbling a little bit. But it, it's going to sound amazing. And we are back. You are listening to the Rutten River Pursuit Podcast. We're sitting around the Sonic Campfire. Oh, yes, yes, I'm loving this. Uh, don't forget now, we are Reality Outdoor Radio, where our mission is to get you in the outdoors by connecting you with the people, skills, and products you can trust. You can trust them. You can trust them. I'm Ryan. Who do I got with me tonight? I'm Will. I'm Catfish. This is Peck. It's Bucky. I'm Steve. Fellas, fellas, fellas. What's hey going guys. on, boys? It's well, a full Zoom. It is a full Zoom. We got some folks. It's not a full Zoom. It's a partial Zoom. It's like a 10 by 42. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do have some folks <laughs> dialed in remotely, but that's because I had to uh, you know, triple Omaha this thing. Yeah. Uh, Calling the audibles. What happened? Well, Omaha to the third. You guys remember couple weeks back we had an episode where we answered a listener question about the game commission fish commission and we we had a real good talk well after we ended that episode or as we were ending the episode we found out that uh that mike wyron is also from tightline nation and bucky was like we did we gotta have him back on we need to talk more about all this tightline nation stuff (laughs) bucky strong Uh well i remember that there's been a lot of audibling going on lately i'm telling you there has been but more importantly it couldn't have been more than three days later that we spoke with mike stevie hits me up because he got some stuff in the mail stevie what did what did we get do you want to tell us a little bit about the packages that uh that were received in the mail i got a package people (laughs) hds we actually got two packages in the mail right uh, Sounds one of broken. Them, like, for, for <laughs> anyone that, uh, that that's listened to more than two episodes um, knows what one what? of our favorite group, group snacks knows are. Knows that we love packages. We sure do. We love packages. This package was full of honey buns. Mm. And yeah. The operative the, word there is was. That. Was was full. <laughs> I don't know if we were supposed to save them for like a special occasion, but anytime we'll call, here's we'll just thing. call it a special occasion. If someone from the U.S. Postal Service brings you honey buns, that's a special occasion. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's but, special. 
what, what was the it other package? Certainly theme? was. So the second package had customized floats, and I don't even they're. It's not fair to call them a float because they're really. Strike I mean, indicator. that's what they are. But they're they're strike indicators. They're floats. They're fancy bobbers. Fancy bobbers. But they're Pieces personalized, and they're hand painted, handcrafted, and it's really more. Of, it's I I can't use it. Like I I cannot put this on the line and throw it. Like there could be a, a pond, a thirty inch trout that are only hitting on fancy bobbers. Not in Pennsylvania. Strike indicators, and I wouldn't throw it because mine's got my I name just on couldn't it. Couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah personalized. Yeah. I'll use it. <laughs> it looks it looks usable to me. I like it. Well, here's uh, here's what I think we should do, Steve. Yeah. I think we should get Mike Wyron on the line Call to talk guy. to us a little bit about this. Get him this. on. I don't know also, if he's going to want to. Beep, and also beep, a little beep. bit about Tight Line Nation. Let me see if I can get him on the line. Hey, see Mike. See what you can do. You're there. At least someone will try, Ryan. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, hey look at what it's success. There he is. How's it going, Mike? I'm back. Pretty good. Thanks for calling. Oh, thanks for picking up. That's what we say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every week. So uh, I definitely want to get the lowdown a little bit about Tightline Nation. But before that, let's we're on the float topic. Let's talk about these. I mean, Stevie said it. Let's talk about these works of art that uh, some of us are holding well, we right gonna, now that you sent to yeah, us. Someone mentioned, I think Ryan actually mentioned that he, you know, it would be a good idea to use it as like a Christmas ornament. Oh, that's where mine's going for sure. It's already in yeah. the Christmas ornament pile. <clears throat> I'm catching a walleye with mine. Yeah. So what are, we lo- <laughs> what are we looking at, Mike? Okay, so um, Tight Line Nation, uh, we specialize mostly in uh, salmon and steelhead up in New York, so... Uh, if you ever get up there and you want to do some uh, float fishing, um, I have a float here. Uh, I know Catfish was asking earlier, how do you attach it? I know we're on Zoom, so I don't know if the podcasters will be able to see it, but maybe Catfish will nope. be able to see it and the rest of the guys. Yep, yep. Um, so here it is. Uh, you you take the equivalent of, I think Ryan mentioned, uh, um, tubing for your peep sites. Yeah, like peep site so tubing. Peeps, yeah, so it'd be something like that. It goes on your on your line and you put the tubing on and then the stems that go on top and bottom of your bobber go through the plastic tubing Mm -hmm. and then you can adjust it up and you can adjust it down to to whatever it's pretty slick the the tubing pinches the line on the top and bottom of the uh correct the the stem of the float yeah it's like i think you call them stick bobbers right Stick bobbers are, I've used them with crappie fishing um, where we will, um, the stick bobber will lay on, but I also, uh, oh, what's the name for him? Golly, I just was going to, I just had on the It's not a stick. It's it's a a sentence fragment. Listen, it's a a slip bobber. It looks for people who who can't see it at home. It looks like a bigger version of a crappie slip bobber without a hole through the middle of it. Yep. And it, yes. thank you, Captain. Way more fancy and way more nicer. So I'm happy I have one and you don't. Just, right. just saying. <laughs> At least yeah. not one with your name on it. Then don't cheat and put your name well, on it with a sharpie. It ain't the same. No, he he has one. It doesn't say catfish. It says Bucky. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
He tried. To, right, so, he tried to have one that said catfish, but we wouldn't let him. I got you. He started to write the cat part, and we we caught on to it, and Stevie batted it out of his hand. Is he writing buckfish? Was he putting fish on the end of that? Buckfish, buckfish, bucky fish. These are the but the 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 slip bobber version of uh, this with a hole through the middle of it is uh, is really popular with crappie fishermen that like to fish. Like where they can't cast down into thick, like underwater pine trees, and it has a stopper on it. You drop the minnow straight down, and it stops at different levels yeah. depending on where the crappie are. I love the cool. fact that you can, you know, change the depth of this as well, and don't have to feed the line through it, which you know sometimes sucks. So, very nice, nicely done. Yeah, and you also if you set your depending if you're doing crappie out in a lake or if you're doing in a in a creek setting, uh, if you're in 15 feet of water and they're suspended, yes, you can dial it in. Yeah. Um, you could also keep it out of the trees. So people will cast out, let it sink, bring it through, and they get stuck. So you can actually adjust this so it suspends just over that uh, bush, whatever you're fishing, and you won't, you'll save a lot of rigs and you'll spend more time fishing. Yeah, I like it. Nice design. Thank you very much for the indicator. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank cool. you. Glad you guys like it. All right, hold on. Moving on. <laughs> once we uh, once we put this uh, this indicator, this float uh, underneath it. Normally, floats are listed as uh, a weight, so they'll be like mostly the, what we use up there is seven grams to eleven grams, and we have a chart that um, for the weights that you put underneath it and a perfectly weighted bobber will just sit right above that line from your, your, your camouflaged area up to your orange. So that uh, will sit in the wall just like that. And that's, that's a perfectly weighted bobber. And when they take it, it's boop, straight down. See, now I've always envisioned these that they lay flat on top of the water and then they stand Ooh. up. Okay. Yeah. Well, you so can, that, that's what wrong. I was thinking too. You learn something no, the, new every time, even, even the second time around, you learn something. <laughs> see that? So, yeah. if you guys on Zoom could see this, I got the float. Yeah. I got split shots, rig a mirrorless. Anyway, there you um, go. Mirrorless, mirrorless shot. So, what they say is that the, the shot that is on the line with the ears will go through the water and create more of a disturbance than the earless stuff. So, we use earless uh, weights to a swivel and it's called your shot line and you can see going up bunch of shot that's that pulls your bait and your uh in your float straight wow and I put a little okay. put a little bead on there just you like got, that. there's a lot of shot on there yeah oh is. yeah yeah you got to remember um you ain't shotting stevie uh-uh good thing remember. you're not fishing for ducks <laughs> uh, a lead shot out there your, oh, your river is faster on top than it is on bottom. So you're going to step your, your weights down smaller and smaller to your bait. Okay. And then uh, your uh, your rivers are usually faster on top, slower on the bottom. That's why the fish are down there. They're holding behind those rocks. They're hiding in the seams. But they'll be on the bottom. It's slower down there. Now, that rig you just held up, what species are you fishing for up north with that exact one you just held up? Steelhead and Browns. Copy that. How, how does that? How does that technique work? How are you fishing it? So you're putting that on a spinning reel and chucking it out there as hard as you can. Uh, yeah. So I. Uh, so when when 
when Tight Line Nation started, we were actually a PA Outdoor Journal. Um, and uh, I found out there was a, another company called that out in Pittsburgh. So I changed it to Tight Line Nation. Uh, we started fishing up in New York and uh, we, we rolled in with bass rods, you know. Yeah. We didn't know any. We didn't know any better. Um, about seven years ago. Welcome so to my now world. We've, <laughs> we, we've worked in. <laughs> my rods are no shorter for steelhead. Uh, tw- I have a twelve footer, a thirteen three, and a fourteen footer. Wow! Wow! Uh, my my salmon rod is what Someone's we we bought about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our salmon our salmon rods are ten foot. Those are on the smaller side. Okay. And we bought them bounce for salmon uh, a lot of times. People do float for skiing. Uh, if you know what skiing is, it's the uh, row that they'll uh, they, they'll cure and they'll cut like um, chicken liver, size of a chicken liver smaller, put that on the hook, and then they float the skiing. I don't – so I'm sorry. I'm not picturing this right. When I see like up in New York and fishing for these browns and like the background pictures I've seen from Will's pictures up there and um, like Sean Holsinger's. The longer rod seems like it would be harder to fish with with the trees above you, or like from the bankers. Am I just envisioning it wrong? Uh, no, that is definitely an issue. Um, we definitely. Uh, I'm six foot, almost three, six two and a half, and with a fourteen footer, you're 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 twenty one feet high. Yeah. So Woo-hoo! yeah. So, so we are we are uh, wading out in the in the in the in the river. Uh, if you're knee deep to waist deep, you're too deep. You're too deep. Uh, people, a lot of people will wade way too far and spook fish. Yeah. But yes, you do have to get out of the trees. Um, and there's a lot of spots that don't have trees and something else you have to understand. We're float fishing. I can cover a hundred yards of water under one float. I don't have to walk 50 feet and keep casting and do 10 to two, 10 to two. Right, right. Tell me when more. I roll my float out I there, cover more and water. <laughs> yes, I can cover more water. And once you learn how to do it, say I'm fishing a hole at six feet and then you have the bowl six foot and then it comes up and you have a tail out. What I do is I lift up on my bobber, my float. I lift it. I hold the bobber back with my rod. Okay. Right. That, right. that swings the bait up. So I go from six feet to four feet and I just slow it down. And the current will take that bead. It'll take that egg sac up, and I can effectively fish that whole run, even though I'm six foot. No, uh, Mike, are you, are you using spinning reels on those rods, or what type of reels do you have on those big 10, 12, 14 foot rods? I, I, I use a center pin. I have three center pins. Center pin. Uh, Hell no. Yes. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> center pin. Yes. Uh, uh, center pin is a fly reel. It looks like a fly reel, but it has two handles, and uh, it Makes has sense. has a post has a post in the middle with two uh, ball bearings. And when we throw it out, the the float everything goes down. It's sitting up straight, and it just peels off. And when the float goes down, my pinky hits the top, and fish on. And that's my drag is my pinky. There is absolutely now, you, no are drag. You, are, you, are you roll casting these? Are you overhead casting? I'm not too. Uh, you know, I'm relatively new to fly fishing, but, you know, are you right. cast these, like, spinning reels, or do you roll cast them? How do you get them out there to cover the water? Okay, so there, there's, there's like, a side cast and what they call is a Wallace cast. Um, you can look it up online. Uh, all I can say is we, we pull the line down to, keep, to get the center pin moving, 
And then right. we just kind of roll. It's kind of just a roll out, and it I can cast it 30, 40, 50, 60 feet. That's the Wallace cast? That's called the Wallace cast, correct. Do you have to have blue face paint on to do that? Yes. <laughs> I think yes. I think you That's do, Bucky, because you pretty cat. much pull your pants if down and show everybody your butt. Yeah, if we don't catch anything, we pull our waders down and <laughs> show them your stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I can't take they your can't spot. Take our sender pins. As long as they don't shoot us with the arrows back, they were cool with that. All right. I, I see these pictures up there, in New York, and it's like shoulder to shoulder people. How are you? How are you center pinning the float a hundred yards downstream and not becoming like six foot you gotta learn well, to share stevie <laughs> let me let me back up a little bit um uh so september starts the salmon season what you're seeing with the crowds is salmon season um yeah. pick when you went up there and will when you guys went up there what time was that october yeah, salmon. It was it was the first weekend in November for me. First yeah. weekend. Were, were there any kings running at that point, or were they dumb? When I was um, there, when I went up, there was kings. Yes. Yeah. So there there was there was a couple we saw. So here's the time timeline. September right now, August to September will mm-hmm. be salmon. The pictures you're seeing mostly is the salmon crowd. And that's 100%. You, there's no way around it. If you want a salmon, you have to put up with people. So what we do with Tightline Nation is we roll in a mobile kitchen. And we tailgate all day long oh and catching 20 to 30 pounds. Now, I sent Stevie some pics. I don't know if he sent them to you guys. But I got a picture with 20 of us standing in there. And there's 25 of us total, ranging from Rochester. Rochester, Fingerlings, Finger Lakes, Binghamton, Pottsville, and I'm in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And we're wow. we, there's 20 to 25 of us. There's no membership fee. So a lot of us met um, on a on a salmon time. It's called. It's a it's an online forum. Lonelyfisherman.com. Um, <laughs> what's it? Yes, <laughs> my, my, my wife referenced it to as almost online dating for fishermen. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, I'll buy that. Fishermen fishing for fishermen. The perfect yeah. catch. So the pick and those guys, they um they've gone up to oak and they've gone up to smaller tribs. Uh the Salmon River is 13 miles long. So when you get to talking to people, it's not a very large area that we're fishing. So yeah. uh 13 miles sounds a lot, but you know, by the time you get into some private property, some some whatever sections, it's not that big. So you ended up meeting people, people you meet on the river, and uh, we just keep running through New York and uh, and Pennsylvania. We fished a catwalk out there at York Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, my boys are headed to Rhode Island for stripers this weekend. Um, nice. Yeah, and they also fish D.C. for the cats. They love cats down in D.C. Mm-hmm. So we are all over, yeah. but our main focus is Pulaski, New York, 30 days a year. Wow. wow. One of my favorite places to fish DC is right under the George Washington Parkway Bridge, which is you can see the Washington Monument and you can make funny faces at the snipers that are sitting on top of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Where where's the where's the part with the uh Ferris wheel? Um, see the so Ferris wheel? It, it's across um 
under that bridge I fished and they and they fished down from there. Yeah, it's it's down from the it's down from the bridge. Um it's I think it's right across the river from Bellhaven, I would imagine. Uh, just north of Bellhaven, but on the other side of the river. I've seen it, but I don't. Pick, what I, I don't. That? I don't know exactly what boat ramp is close what to. Mile it. marker, pick. <laughs> mile marker thirty-eight on two seventy. Knew it. If you put in at Bellhaven and go across the river, you can see it just up river on the other side there. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't now, know, Mike, Mike. I've seen a, I've seen a picture of that that crew that you have going up there. Do you have to rent a U-Haul trailer to get the fish back? Like how many, <laughs> that, that group, like how, how well have you guys have done in the past? Uh, you know, what size cooler and how do you get all them, those fish back? Well, okay. So a day for salmon, I don't keep any steelhead. Um, I'm, you don't, I, okay. uh, I don't keep any steelhead. I don't keep any brown trout. They are, they are fighters. They reproduce unlike salmon and they, uh, they will go back out to Lake Ontario and then come back. And uh, I like I like the renewable resource. Uh, now, salmon, on the other hand, they are dying. And depending on when you're getting them, they will be kind of funky because they're coming up to spawn to die. So you want to go early in the season to maximize the, the quality of meat if you're going to keep them. And a lot of guys smoke them. They make fish tacos. And there are people in Tightline Nation that keep them. They, they love smoking them. Um, steelhead mm-hmm. dip, steelhead tacos, they cooked it up, and they love absolutely love it. Mm. Um, yeah. So a typ- typical day for um, a, a suicide run for, for Tightline Nation is uh, leaving about midnight to 2 o'clock in the morning. We drive all the way up there. We uh, have a mobile kitchen. We drag it through the woods. We set it up, and we're there all day in and out. We land uh, 10 to 20 or 20 to 30 pounders, and uh, it is shoulder to shoulder. That's why we go mobile, and we set up, and uh, we make breakfast. We make lunch chili. Sitting there with chili dogs is great. It's awesome. It's a fun time. Sounds awesome. Nice. I love suicide runs. We should just do that straight to Sodus Bay. Yeah. There's no reason that we aren't. Well, we're already (laughs) doing it. Logan and I are driving to Ocean City four, four and a half hours and coming back same day. So it would be the same to Sodus Bay. Maybe you guys should invite me. Sometime. Flounder, flounder fishing. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you down there. We'll we'll get Mike down and Mike grab your kayak, man, or we'll give you one and come down and do some flounder fishing with us too on a suicide run. That's that's a good time in the summer here. You oh could, yeah, you could center pin for flounder. You can center pin for flounder. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a center pin reel to me. I'm not familiar with it. I'm trying to picture it, but it's it, just like no guts. It, yeah, it sounds a whole hell of a lot like a a wind knot love vest. Like I, I just don't understand the. I gotta control everything with my pinky. I mean, it's hard enough yes. for bait caster. Your split shots, jigs and, huh? Your split shots are gonna keep it tight. I guess. So I'll bet you, catfish Mike could probably show us one, even though the the, the listeners aren't gonna be able to take advantage of that. But uh, Mike could probably show us one, so you could get an idea for center pin and yeah, reel. You're right. It does look like a fly reel. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's motto. I got a clicker back here. This is the uh, Raven Matrix. Okay. This is about $200 reel. Woo! Ship ship came in. Yeah. That was cheap. Cheapest one on the market that's any good. $200. What makes them so expensive, Mike? The bearings? Uh, No, they're only two bearings. What makes them expensive is that these manufacturers can charge $700, so they do it, and then they walk around. There's nothing to it. There is nothing to it. So 
I take the clicker off. You can hear it clicking, just like a fly reel. Okay. Yeah. Take take the clicker off, and when I throw it, the the line will be on the bottom, and I and I pull it, and I start it to go. See how easy that was? It's just free lines, then. It's just free lines. Wow. And then, yep. See it? Your pinky's and the drag. catfish. When I when that fit when that float goes down, my pinky. So this is on the rod. Mm-hmm. My pinky comes down, and that is everything between me and the fish is that's, my finger. That's your drag set you, right there. You know you got a good one on if you got to bring the ring finger into the mix. Oh, my gosh. Now, what, what pound test line and how much line is that sucker holding right there? It looks like a uh, This holds about 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Wow. And for steelhead, I'd be running 8 to 12-pound test mono with 6-pound uh, uh, fluorocarbon leader. Blue label. You could probably well with a rod that size and that you could probably chuck you could probably chuck this bugger out there pretty far. Yes. Yeah. Uh basically if if I'm gonna be super chucking, uh so really far anything over say uh forty yards, uh thirty yards, say, uh I, I do use a spinning rod. It's a lot easier when you have to really chuck it. So right. um but now a lot of guys can yeah, I will. I will. I will use both, but my main, my main rig is the center pin. Yep. Now let's say hypothetically, I would make it north one day with you, and I bring a spinning rod. Are there guys all around me going to secretly be laughing, going, "That dude's got a spinning rod"? Absolutely not. Um, one of our guys from Tightline Nation. He uh, he's really good. He's up there. He's up there every other weekend, and uh, he uses. Uh, he likes to use saltwater reels because the bearings are sealed. Yeah, yeah. Because we deal with a lot of yeah. with a lot of ice and stuff like that. Like a pen battle. But that's, so like pen a, battle two. Yeah. Pen battle twos are, are, are very popular up there. Gotcha. Uh, no, they, we have guys that are running. So th- what they do in 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 retrospect, they're opening the bale, letting it free float down Copy instead that. of free floating the. Uh, letting the thing go backwards and letting the line out. Yeah. I'm kind of, so I'm kind of new to that because that's how we were fishing for uh peacock bass in Florida was an open bail concept and, um, letting them run, letting them run. And I'm, it's fairly new to that concept, but it was, once you got onto it, it was productive. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, we're up there. It's like I said, eight to 12, uh, pound and for, for salmon, we're using 12 pound with uh, I use 12 pound with 12 pound fluoro. Um, with uh, with really in these really big fish, uh, we found out that fluoro 12 pound fluoro will break before 12 pound mono. Gotcha. Um, so, so it uh, mono has stretch where the fluoro doesn't, so with the extra stretch, we're able to get away with that. So we run, um, I run bottom bouncing equipment for the salmon. And it's usually some weights with a four-foot leader. That's 12-pound fluoro. The best fluoro out there, I can't stress it enough, for bass fishing anywhere is vicious. You can't find it anywhere. You have to go to Amazon. Out now, it is strong, strong yeah. stuff. Vicious. Yeah. Vicious. It is now, awesome, awesome. Now, Mike, each one of us have in the past discussed what the best leader not is. What is your knot, your go-to knot that you tie your fluoro to mono? Okay, well, fluoro to mono, I I call it a blood knot, a uni knot. Um, I don't, I don't, I use that more for bass fishing here. Up there, I'm using um, uh, swivels. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, so you got to remember, uh, up there in New York, they really frown on braid because these fish are so big. They they say they'll cut your waders if they get wrapped around your leg. Yeah, um, sure, I can see that. Yeah. So they, they frown on that. So I don't really have a lot of uh, fluoro to braid, but uh, our, our setup is a float to a swivel. And then you have like a, bar- a barrel swivel? Barrel swivel. So yes. Yeah. Ba- barrel swivel to another barrel swivel. And then you'll have 18 inches of six pound fluoro. And that's what your bait goes on to. Okay. Mike, you sent me some pictures of. What I believe you're using is baits, and I shared them with these guys, and we were all pretty much, uh, and I'll talk about works of art, these uh, beads that you paint. Yes. You got to talk about them a little bit, please. Yeah, because we've, we've right. been the whole way down the line all the way to, like, what's the fish going to eat? Let's talk about okay. that. Good yeah. call, Stevie. Bucky perked up okay. when you said beads. Know <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, so again, for your zoom pleasure, uh, that's how, that's how a beat is hooked up. And what we did is there is a guy up there. His name is Skeeter. He had figured out that if you paint beads, say different colors, um, it produces in different ways, just like, um, your different color whopper ploppers on your bone or your black, whatever you're fishing with. So this particular one is green with yellow dot. And that's exactly how you would rig it. Why is it not on the hook, Mike? It is not on the hook. Why? It is three inches. So when a fish goes to grab the egg that it thinks it's eating, it pulls the float down and I jerk it. And look what's happened to my finger. The finger goes right in there. And that thing will go up and down like that. That is pegged on. So if you're wondering how that's pegged, did you, have you ever pegged? a weight on top of a creature bait. Sure, say, absolutely. Yep. Like a, like, a bullet weight, like a bullet weight? A bullet weight. If you've pegged a bullet weight, that's how we're pegging beads, three inches above the hook. And it's a really effective for me because I don't keep the steelhead because I want them to come back and I want people to catch them again. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So there is no throat uh, hookups with these is for the that, most part is that the biggest benefit there for the the hookup ratio to make sure you get them in the side of the mouth with it yes. being up there like that yes so you know you have to put that bead perfectly in a spot where that's either going to get in the mouth or on the corner and it's safe for the fish i pull it out and they go back and i'm not so if you use um so so back it up again what we fish with is um in september when we're when we're catching these kings and cohos and whatever's coming up at that time we collect the eggs and i and i um cure them and i put them in the freezer yeah so what we do is we take uh pulaski is blue pink white netting and i'll put four or five of those um uh eggs in there and then i wrap them up and that's uh that's how we float fish with them also but those would be more likely to get down in the throat Now, Mike, do you use those those um, egg sacks that you use? Do you hook them directly to the hook, or do you peg them above the hook? I I, I like to put it through the sacking material, just just very very lightly through the sacking, and that sack is so tough that yeah. it floats right down there with the, with the current. Uh, what, what we also what else we use is uh, the pink worm. We use a lot of pink worms. 
um, pink worms. Pinkly worms. The, the Berkeley trout worms, the little ones you use here in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That more steelhead have been caught on that stupid worm. No kidding. You cannot believe. So in the spring, they, they, they go up to spawn in the hatchery up there above Altmar. So what they do is they take their eggs and then they um, they incubate them and stuff, and then they throw them back in the in the in the river, and then they'll come back through out to Lake Ontario. And when they after they spawn, they're real hungry and they they throw meat was what they call. So I'll take a Ned rig with half of a Senko pink, and I put that on and I float that under a float. And we catch five pound smallies, six pound smallies to uh, eight, wow. 10, 15 pound steelhead. Wow. Right there yeah. in the Salmon River. Right there in the Salmon River, all the way to Erie. You can do it anywhere up there. You'd never even yeah. know it. You go like, to Instagram, wow. go to my Instagram page, and you'll be able to see some of the, some of the, um, the smallmouth we've caught. I caught two years ago because this year, because of the COVIDs, was kind of weird. Uh, I caught uh, seven five-pounders, one three-pounder, and a four-pounder. Jeez. Man. Nice. Mike, how much does color really matter, if at all? Classic Stevie the, question. The, True. The, the, the bead fishing, yeah. Does, do the fish care what color you're throwing at them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the go-to baits um, for the bead-wise up there would be the uh, bead with and And for me, it's the with bead um those three colors seem to produce uh, a little bit more than the others is that like a top secret is that, that is top secret he's gonna that's, say that's, why that's is he more... saying that on the podcast can, <laughs> we'll be editing that out later i'm not gonna tell you what's working where i'm fishing every day i'd actually come on here and lie every week <laughs> yeah i wonder why you do top water every day that's all Wake i fish a little, little bit huh. uh-huh Blop, blop, blop. <laughs> wop, wop, blop, blop. You should see it when we're ice. When we're, you should see it when we're ice fishing. There's a whopper plopper scooting across the ice. That's right. They'll get it. They'll yes, yes. Color is very critical there. Um, actually, the size of beads too. We're fishing mainly um, eight millimeter beads to ten millimeter, and they go up to twelve to fourteen now. Gotcha. So they're big, wow. big things. Yeah. Uh, so the pink worm beads any 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 color um and i hand paint them uh i pretty much make 80 to 90 percent of everything i use besides my hook and my lines i make everything that's cool um i i am with uh rye tech i have poured my own salmon <laughs> nice. eggs uh plastic salmon eggs um oh, i got cool. um i never thought of that. i i can uh i have that on youtube uh what else i've done Senkos, but Senkos are so cheap that I I haven't done that in a while. Um, are these but, a, uh, are these a special bead, or are you going to like Claire's in the mall to buy them to paint them? Like where are the beads come from? Okay, so um, I go to Bead Tin on uh, I think it's eBay. They have a thing on eBay. They have it or just directly online. I have three to five thousand beads at my house at any one time. Jeez, and Dang. I su- I supply basically. Half of Tightline Nation with their beads. Now, here's You're that guy. Here's the thing. You you sent Stevie some pictures that he shared with us that, you know, it show, it represented some of the hand painting that you're doing on these beads. When we spoke mm-hmm. in that last episode, you had revealed something about, like, I believe you said you have eight kids. I hope I, do. I hope you've got them in the bead painting business. Yeah, That's a lot of beads. A but, 
um, I am the main bead guy. My son Carter, he um, he does uh, when we need some flies. He does a, a very nice uh, uh, stone fly. We use flies up there too, under which will make okay. the uh, fly, will make will make Sean all mad that we're floating under with uh, non fly gear. Oh, uh, they don't like that, bud. Oh, keep <laughs> it up, bud. Keep so, it up. I'm coming so up yeah. throwing a whopper plopper. I don't care what Sean thinks. He <laughs> <You> never did. <laughs> so, so yeah, we um, we're we're I I make I, I don't know if you guys know what rod bands are. I make my own rod bands when you're breaking your rods in half. Yep, yep. Oh yeah. So you, you cinch them down so they're not flying all over in the back of your your vehicles. Yeah. Uh, I make I make my own jigs. I actually order jigs online i paint them put the eyes on all myself i'd make the floats i make the beads i harvest the salmon for the salmon eggs harvest the salmon for the for the for the scheme so most everything that i use i do i make by hand mm. that's cool that's awesome. that is good that's that's awesome one of the things that i catch a lot of crappies on in the ice through the ice and it, it usually works through the ice is actually other crappies eyeballs um and i know that sounds pretty fictitious but if you pop a crappie eyeball out after you catch a crappie then you catch a lot more crappies can you paint a bead that looks like a crappie eyeball and i mean i mean and if so send me you about already know yeah. where to send them <laughs> three to five thousand please <laughs> uh, i i could die trying so you know uh with with me molding um plastic egg salmon eggs that we use for salmon uh you guys have heard of the blood dot no what have is you guys that? heard of blood dots yeah. at all yeah uh, so what happens blood is eagle when, but that's different no so <laughs> the when, when an egg, really yeah, yeah when, that's that's oh, a whole that's a whole different story yeah. that's blood a spread eagle, eagle. no that's, that's, no, that's, no way i'd rather have a spread eagle but <laughs> i heard let's that talk, let's talk about this blood dot yeah. So the so when an egg is fertilized, I'll have like a blood dot, and that is a I don't know if you've ever seen a salmon egg or you've seen any kind of fish eggs. They will have a dot in there, and uh, so we we mimic that. Um, so doing the plastic, I had to melt. Now Ryan, you'll appreciate this. So I had my mold, and you've done two tone plastics. Yeah. Yes. So I basically had to melt a very small piece of red plastic plastisol and i had to stick it in each little mold because i i'm pouring 60 salmon eggs in, in, in every every mold and then i have to let that you know get cooler and then i have to put in the the chartreuse or whatever then color, that the other color. Making, and oh. it, it would make the red dot so if you need a crappie uh eye on a salmon egg or on an egg bead or whatever you give me what you want. I can try. The worst thing I can happen is I wouldn't be able to match it. But yeah, I can try. It's ridiculous how carnivore. Car like I don't think that crappies eat little crappies. Now I could be wrong. Check your not check your regular. Ask your local crappie. Check your, if he eats little crappies. Ask your local crappie. Uh, <laughs> crappie neighbor. But I do know that like it's on the menu. If you throw a crappie eye on a small hook through the ice. You will either catch a crappie or a perch faster than you will on most everything else I've ever thrown under the ice. 
And I will edit all that out because I like to not tell people Oops. my secrets. Send However, them a Ziploc bag full of them. I'm certain that you've said it before, though. That's I think true. I have. Yeah. And that's the, the people have come over to me on the ice and be like, you have a couple of nice crappies here. And none of them have any eyeballs. I'm like, I only catch the blind ones. Look, yeah, look away. Look away. <laughs> Keep Fixing asking like, questions. It makes you feel, it, it does make you feel a bit of a, I'm getting older. I feel a little bit worse every time I rip a crappie eye out, but um, wow, it does work. That's a, there's a 14 inch. That's our, that's our biggest this year. Now that eyeball Sheesh. would catch a bass through the ice. Uh, that sucker. Holy buckets. That's a nice that, crappie. That was, yeah, that was about 14. That was a very nice one. That's what, a nice. Yeah. What kind of byproduct fish can you catch using this technique up in Pulaski? Is there any other species that you've accidentally caught, like burbot or anything crazy? No. Um, Atlantic I don't know salmon. if there's burbot. I just picked a species. Well, no, the the boys, uh, I think it's, I don't think you're allowed to, but there's other species of, uh, uh, what's the caviar fish over there? Uh, I forget what it's called. Sturgeon. Sturgeon, sturgeon. yeah. Sturgeon. So I don't think you're, yeah, you're not allowed to land them up there and stuff, but that's pretty, that would be a pretty exciting extra catch. But uh, sure. up there, you're, you're mainly hitting uh, large smallmouth, rainbows, browns, steelhead, coho, and king salmon there's six species that we target up there there's a lot of them i don't have i need on my bucket list so yeah check them off back to my hypothetical question if you had 26 people in your group and (laughs) is is there like is everybody up there sportsman like are they kosher or is there like a muscle guy in each group that you don't what are you doing coming down here like we're already set up yeah some kind of pecking right go on get on walk off you know Welcome okay. Home. Yeah. No. So it's first come first serve. And yes, you do get the occasional where you got to muscle a guy out of the hole. Uh, but um, when there is such a large group, we're able to do that one. And then we, we do spread out after that. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I hate to tell you, you have to be, it's just like deer season up there an hour before daylight you have to be sitting in the hall or you will not even have a chance yeah but there's, there's always that dude that walks in and sits under your tree stand and that does that happen yeah. in fishing up there uh yes yes i hate to say it but yeah i can't i can't i can't i'm just yeah, trying to get a gauge out. on it in case i ever come up with you i don't want to be disappointed going mike you told me like we had this whole place to ourselves and breakfast and <laughs> you know, three dudes yeah. come down here with a you know, a Hobie and a Sun Dolphin and, you know, a Snoopy Rod and who knows what else. He needs to know if he needs to bring <laughs> his brass knuckles. I mean, his 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 brass blades. My brass wow. whopper popper. That's code. <laughs> there, there is 13 miles on the Salmon River, and there, uh, there are other places that we can go um, which that may- I'm not allowed to which speak makes about. Which makes it so. room for three center pinners. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> i'm just but, it sounds exciting it's a, you're talking about a whole different realm of fishing than i'm have ever seen so it just had lots of dumb questions uh, I, was, you, I think you'd dig uh, it i was joking about cool. the muscle and people out, out. But, huh would you try it catfish would i try it you think you yeah i'd try anything once i mean hell i ate a bite of coleslaw once i was only sick for half a year but it, i tried it <laughs> you did try it <laughs> truck so, stock coleslaw so the, be- the best the best thing I can say is uh, Pick caught a 12-pound brown last year. He did not. Um, 
It was like he's a, I saw pictures. nine and a half. A nine and a half. Oh, uh, that fish. I, I remember Photoshop. It wasn't one, quite pick. 10, was it? Pick? Uh, well, I, it was six, five. I have, spoke, <laughs> I have spoken to pick about that. And he had a very good response. And I would say takes one fish. If you want to go up to New York and you want to catch 20 to 25 fish, it's not your gig. It takes one fish, and it could literally be the fish of a lifetime. Yeah. And um, when Pick, he told me it was about 12 pounds. Uh, that's it. That's all you need. You're on 7th Heaven, and you just sit there in amazement that you just caught a 12-pound trout. No, flat, now, flathead fishing's the same way. If you come out all summer long and get 135, 140, anything above that, you're addicted to come back next year, right? Yeah. Yes, we, we fish flatheads uh, in York Haven oh, off yeah. the catwalk, and uh, we have caught 10 to 20, and we have caught three or four. So, yeah. Right, right. Center um, pinning with salmon egg sacks. Yep. <laughs> we're using 80-pound braid at that point. Is that a hard pack? Yeah, you're not using your pinky on the reel with a 40-pound flathead. Well, I, I heard somebody say that they have kayaks out there. That's freaking crazy. We I don't do, know we, if I didn't do I that. call that every Friday night right in front of the catwalk. We're out. At, we're out. We come in right on the other side of the river at Foulmouth at the boat ramp. We come over towards you guys. Yeah, I watch, I watch you guys in and out all night, and it rains every time I'm there. Oh, yeah. And it's about the third week of June is when we're there. The reason I don't go up to the catwalk is because when the, the pipes are running, when the water's moving, and I, I'm fine. All, until the lights go down and the lights come on up there uh, until yeah. the sun goes down and the lights come on up there Bugs. The, 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 nope, the water's moving just right and there's like millions of diamonds on the water from them lights because of the water coming out of the pipes every single time I'm fine till I drive home and then I get motion sick on a drive home oh. it's, the, it's, the, <laughs> wow, it's, really? it's the millions of lights flickering so if I go yeah. anywhere else on the river where there's not that flickering lights from the bright lights of the catwalk yeah i'm absolutely fine but that those super bright lights at nighttime mess with my eyeballs i don't even want to try it it does something to you it does something to me i couldn't even logan drove home one time like you're driving i don't I'm, uh, i can't so you can't go on truck. water rides at disneyland then catfish i can't do what now because of the light the strobe effect it's the strobe effect correct even even driving at nighttime anymore with uh Lots of headlights coming at me through the guardrails. That, that'll give me a headache or make me a little nauseous. He drove through a rave one time and yeah. drew up. <laughs> That's it. It's lucky, it's lucky I'm not sitting next to the light switch. I just no, going. don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting old. It never bothered me before, but that's why I don't fish right in front of your cave and like that. Is it's once yeah. it, it's too uh, it's too light flickery. So, Mike, looking through your uh, your Instagram, all the stories I'm hearing about tight line. What's the what's that one fish that's on your your bucket list if you know to coin a phrase? But what's that what's that mm-hmm. one fish you're dreaming about at night? Probably keeping you picks. awake. Other than picks. Picks, yeah. Um yes, it'll be it would probably be two. It'd be that big brown, fifteen pound brown. Oh. And I would say uh a ten pound Atlantic salmon. Fifteen mm. pound Atlantic salmon. Mm. Definitely. That's uh I've caught I've caught Atlantic salmon. I have caught um, 
uh, Browns, but nothing with size. Uh, I've What's caught, your biggest king? What's your biggest king? Uh, roughly 30 pounds. What's your Man. biggest king? What's your biggest king? What's your biggest king? <laughs> What's your biggest yeah. king? And there's there's also there's also what's your biggest rib. king? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. There's I also, think thirty pounds. <laughs> there's also a coho, a nice ten pound coho, all color. What's your biggest coho? <laughs> what you, you guys say it like four times? Yeah, isn't that is that what I caught a coho? Yeah, you yeah, had you one on Captain one. Jimmy's boat. Yeah, I think I that's I haven't caught a lot of those species, but I think that's the only one I've caught is the coho. Yeah, that was a cool yeah, fish. It, the co- the coho they're smaller than the kings kings if I'm going to Pulaski and I'm going salmon fishing I expect um, close to double digit hookups and the 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 smallest now they have some dinks that come in but an average fish is uh, fifteen to twenty pounds. Ooh, double digit hookups was the name of my dating service back in college. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, I, That's triple I thought digit it was just like high spot. school for you that everybody was hooking up except for you. It's called the Coho Kings. <laughs> yeah, that's why I ran the service. Yeah. The Coho Kings of Missouri. That's right. <laughs> so, moving on from there, we got a uh, we got a guys from uh, Tightline Nation that actually have a uh, a camper over at Ferry Boat Campgrounds over there at Liverpool, right on the Susquehanna. Mm. Yeah. They spend their whole summer kayaking and fishing uh, the Liverpool area. Yep. That's so right. we're all over the place. That's yeah. good fishing right there. I'll have to run into them guys because that's where I cut my teeth on. Uh, and we love to say that because I have no clue what it means. But when I grew up, that's where I did all my fishing on the Susquehanna. Was right there, at Liverpool. All, always at Liverpool. Yep. And yeah, I, on the week on the weekends they they uh, they're up there all the time. I think that campground's being used as the headquarters for the Hobie. Bass tournament this weekend, guys. Open oh. Liverpool. Do you know why they had it this weekend, Buckman? Can they know you're working? Well, that too. But we'll go with we that because that sounds better than what I was going to say. <laughs> Give somebody else a chance. Catfish is working. Yeah, Let's do it that weekend. It, it is. A, here's the coolest part about Liverpool, though. Like, there's lots of parts in the river. We just saw it where we did a float, and we found a, a really deep channel yeah. that was – and Liverpool's like that a lot. It's really shallow. All of a sudden, like, snap of fingers, it's way steep. It's over your head, right back to ankle deep. And there's, like, pockets like that where a yep. lot of fish sit. And if you know where to find them pockets at Liverpool, you can find a biomass of nice smallies sitting in them. Yep. Yeah, it's running about 6,000 from, what was it earlier in the week, about 3,000? Right. Are you talking about CFS? Yeah, I don't know. We, we, yeah, I'm going. I think it's like at three eight or something right now. Water level. It was. It's, it was three two four. It's three two four and running six thousand one sixty. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it didn't go up much, but it's moving quicker. Yeah, we got a ton of rain here, like a couple inches of rain in a yeah. day. I thought it would have went up more. Here's the thing, though. We got all that rain, and it 15 minutes after it shut off, the sun came out and the ground was dry. It's just we. Yeah. We've been low, we've been dry, so I think it's going to all get sucked up pretty quick. Yep, Everything yep. should get back to the way it was. I agree. Yeah, if you guys go to River App on your on on the iPhones, uh, you can put whatever rivers that you're fishing, and it'll give you all the information oh, that nice. you want. It's something I utilize. I'm not oh, sure uh, what you're talking about. iPhone. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an app. It's called River App, and um, I. Uh, 
I use it for all of New York and Pennsylvania. It'll look like this. See if that'll focus. Oh. Um, and I'll, I have, oh, that's all the rivers that I fish and the places. And I just click on that and it'll tell me what the CFS and the feet and everything here. Wow. Well, I First one that came up, guys. Good to know, Bucky. Thanks, Bucky. <laughs> Something else I'd like to talk about. Uh, I am a moderator on uh, PA Fisherman. Yeah. If, if I could talk about a second, we run a contest. Uh, we we give out about five to $600 a year. Uh, we run a trout, which would be a Pennsylvania-only brown trout, uh, brook trout, and uh, rainbow. And uh, we hand out up to like $50 for the biggest one. And right now we're doing uh, a summer bash, which is the biggest smallmouth, biggest largemouth, uh, line screamer division, which is like carp and non-toothy critters. And we have a toothy critter division. And uh, if you follow the rules and you win first place, I'll send you a gift card for uh, Bass Pro for 50 bucks. Nice. nice. Wow. Where, cool. where do we cool. go to, to enter into that? That's uh, You have to become uh, uh, on a forum. It's called pafisherman.com. Okay. And I, my username is A5, so you can yell at me once you get on there. A5. <laughs> right. Yep, that's me. Nice. Can you, pick, it, can you pick your own name? Correct. Dark waters, anything you want. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> now, did you hear that, Brian? Pennsylvania only. And he doesn't mean it has to be caught in Pennsylvania. He means residents. So you're out. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I want to be M16. He probably doesn't mean residents, <laughs> but I wanted to just say that. <laughs> I've been fishing this country a little bit more, so I gives me my me better odds. Yeah, well, for the trout. I think we're going to have Keep a discussion about that him. whenever I see you again, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> that That is great, Mike. And I hate to say it, this is amazing. We're up on time again now for our second episode with you, bud. That fast? Hey, it's wow. been a blast, guys. It goes quick. It so, does. I, I mean, definitely thank you very much Omaha. for the. Omaha. Oh, Bucky. Bucky. Take it easy, bud. Easy. I know we still got to talk guys. to him about all the hunting stuff that he does. We haven't even got yes. a chance to get there. Uh, he's yeah. got them boys I, yeah. out all the fall. So, why does all the cool stuff happen in, around trout fishermen? I don't. I miss out on so much stuff because I'm. I grew up people kicking dirt on me whenever my rod's broken into trout stream. But, <laughs> like, and, then I, and then I just, you know, I'm, I grow up and it's, it's, I mean, it's just, I'm not doing dirt with a meteorite with it. Like it's trout's not my thing. And yeah, then yeah. I get up here and then everybody in the world, it's your milieu. Yeah. And then everybody's like, Oh, do this for this is cool. And this is cool. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And then now that I'm a little older, I'm like, maybe it's kind of cool. Try maybe I'll wear the mask. I don't know. Noise. Like so, <laughs> so what's kind of nice about New York, September to May, a lot of times your fishing stops. And I hate to tell you, we we spoke about this before. Um, get a hold of your uh, Trout Unlimited. Get a hold of your uh, little your Yellow Breaches Anglers Society. Get these local clubs, become members, and you can catch big trout all year round in Pennsylvania. Yep. And if you want to take an adventure. And you want to learn something, New York from Sodus Bay, from Erie, Sodus Bay, up to, to Pulaski. It is amazing. I'll yeah. tell you that much. There's pretty country up here, too. I'm sure some of the scenery you've seen is world class. Mm -hmm. So, Catfish, I think something else you're missing is you got to take that boat up to the Finger Lakes. Yeah. Unbelievable I hear, I, smallmouth. I hear this. I just, I'm a, 
I'm not afraid. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> He's not, he doesn't get I've afraid. I've never said that before. I, I get gun edit, shy edit, edit. of how quickly it gets windy. And my yeah. hall, the hall that I have doesn't like really, really windy, choppy, big water. Um, if I had the correct boat, I'd be there in a minute. But I have, you know, I only have a 17 and a half foot boat that has a 40 horsepower, you know, older engine on it. It's very reliable, but it's not one that will get me out of trouble quickly, as Ryan knows. We, we, yeah. we do it every time. I don't know why I stress about it, because every time we've been in trouble, we've gotten out of trouble. But the bigger lakes get windy very quickly, and that's the only thing that stops me from exploring that with this boat. So hopefully the next boat will be uh, in my in my mid-40s. That is something, yes, to be to be had. Yep. Yeah, they, my, my buddy has a, a 17.3 with a 40 jet on it, and uh, yeah, he's skeptical also. Yeah, so I mean it's it's right there. It's doable, but you need you know. I listen every time that it happens. I the testosterone of an eighteen year old comes out, and I'm telling people to shut up, sit down, and uh, we always get back. We always get back in, but it's well. Here's the other thing though: those Finger Lakes, they all run, not all, but most of them run straight north and south. That's not the predominant wind direction. So we'd be smart about it. We hug a shoreline based on the wind direction. And uh, I think we'll be all right. And we so did that at Sodus Bay, and yep. it works perfectly. Yep. Yep, yep. So we just try to be a little smart about it. Love it. Yep. Well, Mike, thank you so much for for hanging out with us again, Mike, talking to us. Mike, what finger do we start in? Uh, Seneca. <laughs> the the middle one. Okay. <laughs> that's that's Seneca Lake is the the long one right in the center, right? There, uh, there, that one. There are a ton of I'd lakes have to look there. it up. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of lakes up there. I'd like to hit Black Lake, um, which is just a bit further north. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I fish Cayuca. Oh, Cayuca Lake is is gorgeous. Um, yeah, there's that's the one that's shaped like a Y, correct? Uh, it. I think it's the one most east. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's shaped like, shaped like a Y. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Those are neat lakes up there. And uh, even Absolutely. that one, you, know, you can hug the shorelines. We can we can pull this off, catfish. Yeah, I love it. And they're they're closer than Soda's Bay. Just remember that. I just found out today that I have two weekends. I have two weeks off in September. Uh, Lacey put oh in my. for it to go to Roatan, and they're not flying to Roatan in September. So I have yeah, from oops. I work Labor Day weekend, and then I'm off for two weeks starting Tuesday. So you're gonna take the River Cooter down the Roatan. It might take more than two weeks, but we could do it. We could try it. <laughs> so, Mike, as I as I try to land this plane here, bud, uh, how can people follow you, keep up with everything that Tightline Nation's got going on? And if they've got questions, maybe want to hook up with you guys, wh- where should they go? Yes, we have uh, Instagram. Uh, my son Carter runs that, and it's uh, Tightline Nation at Instagram. It's uh, Tightline Nation on YouTube and facebook that's where you can find us very yep. cool and, mm-hmm. and we're, we're firm believers in keeping god first and having a good family and a good wife so that's what we stand for amen brother very cool amen love and it. i love that gadsden flag in the background bud amen brother and my little bucky <laughs> he's officially called bucky oh he's yeah. got a, he's got a pheasant <laughs> apparently all behind him he's got a pheasant we know why bucky. he's called bucky I won't say it. It's a family show. I thought it was, Buck, and I didn't know where Thank you... goodness. <laughs> you... 
All right. Uh, hey, thank you very much yeah, for Mike. the uh, strike indicators in the honey buns. And honey buns, it. if there's any left, I might yeah, try to. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Might try to get hey, a hold I of one. It, of guys. He you guys looks are... like he's gained twenty pounds. He ate those honey buns. It's, <laughs> it's all the camera angle, it's man. Camera I'm, angles. I yeah. got my phone it sitting on an angle. The boys Stevie. on Zoom won't get to taste another honey bun. I, I promise you that. Mike, last question. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you like coffee? Absolutely love it. Well, that's great Ooh. news. Glad Ooh. to hear that because our good buddy Denny Vish over at Duck Blind Coffee has uh, graciously agreed to send all of our co-hosts a bag of his delicious, wonderful coffee mm -hmm. so that you can migrate over to a better cup. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Very cool. So hang on the line after we wrap this thing up. We'll get some information, get that over to you. Will, if anybody else wanted to pick up some of that delicious Duck Blind coffee, where should they go? Well, I'd head over to duckblind.online. Mm. Love it. That's right. Make sure you migrate on over. I do. Every day, every morning. Good stuff. Well, thanks again, Mike. Appreciate the time, bud. Yeah, appreciate thanks, it, Mike. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Rig them weedless. Rig them earless. Rig them earless. earless. <laughs> How big's your king? What? What's your biggest king? <laughs> hey, Stevie. Yeah, bud. We're trying to get out of here. Why don't you tell me where can folks find us? Everyone can find us by hopping on over to RuttenRiverPursuits.com or checking us out on every social media platform on the planet, like Facebook. What's the other one? Instagram yes. and Twitter. Just, nice. <laughs> just search Rutten River Pursuits. Check out those YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool stuff coming up on there. Download the podcast and subscribe on iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Nailed it. That's it. Love it. I love Spotify. Do you, bud? Because I mm -hmm. heard radios. You guys are great. All righty. Well, we it's managed better. to do it again. Great show. Miss having some <laughs> yeah. of you boys around the table. Others? Yeah, it's probably better we're Zooming. So. I'm glad you're Zooming. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, boys. We'll Thanks, see you all Mike. next week. All right. Thank you. Get outdoors. Peace. Rig them Porcupines and pokey deep. Listen, it's a, it's a slip bobber. It looks for, yeah, for people who bobber. for people exactly. who can't see it at home. It looks like a bigger version of a crappie slip bobber without a hole yep. through the middle of it. Yep. And it, yes. thank you, Captain. Way more fancy and way more nicer. So I'm happy I have one and you don't. Just, right. just saying. <laughs> At least yeah. not one with your name on it. Then don't cheat. Put your name well, on it with a sharpie. It ain't the same. No, he he has one. It doesn't say catfish. It says Bucky. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going salmon fishing, I expect um, close to double digit hookups and the, the, the smallest, now they have some dinks that come in, but an average fish is uh, 15 to 20 pounds. Ooh, double digit hookups was the name of my dating service back in college. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, That's triple I thought digit it was just like high school for you that everybody was hooking up except for you. It's called the Coho Kings. Yeah, that's why I ran the service. Yeah. The Coho Kings of Missouri. That's right.